Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 18, how to choose and move to a better web server. Thanks for listening today, Builders crew. My name is Matt Levenhagen, your host. The Builders Podcast is designed for those that are building stuff on the web. Whether that's building a business, an agency, building teams, building products, services, or building websites, if it's related to building something, it's fair game here. Some of our episodes are solo, where I just step you through various topics that I have experience with or want to share. Others will include guests or friends that share their experience. You can check out past podcasts, future ones, and my blog at mattlevenhagen.com. With that, thanks for joining me once again. Let's dive right in. Let's start with a brief Builders News Minute. Just want to let you know I am lining up a couple more guests. We're recording one next week with one individual, and I have a meeting next week with another to talk about doing a podcast and hopefully in the following or coming weeks. I've also talked with somebody, a good friend of mine, that I've known for years and years that may be doing a podcast with us, but might be a few months down the road. But I am out there talking to people, looking for quality people to get on here to learn from and talk to and chat with and hang out with and whatever. So it should be fun. We're keeping her going. So we are going to talk about servers today in an exciting, exciting way. We're not going to get super technical. We're going to keep it fun and light <laughs> because that's what I try to do here. I want I want to bring you all into this these conversations no matter, you know, where you are, what you do, etc., I still want you to, you know, the goal is to bring something to you that uh, doesn't, you know, have you falling asleep at the wheel. So <laughs> hopefully you're not. I suppose you could be listening to a podcast in your car. Please do not fall asleep at the wheel <laughs> listening to my podcast. <laughs> but let's get serious here for a minute. So, yes, your server is kind of everything if you have a website. When you're starting out, you know, you've got a small business or don't have any business yet and you set up a website, it's really not too much to be concerned about in the beginning. But as your business grows and as transactions increase, it does become more of an issue. And I say issue because it can be an issue, right? If you get a lot of traffic and you get a lot of transactions, if you know, lots going on with your website. If you're on the wrong server, wrong setup, you're gonna experience performance issues. You're gonna get a client like I had this week. I have a new client I'm helping out and I got the dreaded email. Matt, this is a problem. Now this wasn't related to the server, but it can be, right? This in particular case wasn't related to the server. Well, yeah, there's, things related to the server I'm helping with. But, <laughs> but in this case, it was like, man, it's affecting sales. And so that's that becomes a priority. But that can happen. It can affect sales as well, right? If your site goes down because your server can't handle a spike in traffic or whatever, you could lose sales. So it pays to pay attention to this, right? Yeah, it may pay. It may cost a little bit more to get on a better server or to get help being moved, moving to a new server. But that cost will be made up 
who knows, tenfold, a hundredfold in the fact that you'll actually be able to collect money and your visitors will actually be able to get to your content or get on your list or whatever you're doing. It's super important. First things first, if you are finding yourself on a shared hosting, shared hosting servers are sort of not good for a business that's doing business. In my opinion, it can be okay to keep the cost down at first, but if you're doing business, invest a little bit in a in a little bit better situation than a shared hosting. And the reason why shared hosting is bad, well, number one, it can be bad depending on the web host you're with as well. So you're gonna have to do your research around that. But a shared hosting is exactly that, it's shared. So you're sharing space, you're sharing resources with who knows who. It could be a few people, it could be a hundred people. It doesn't even matter the number of people. You could have one person on that box that is insane. They're a spammer, they're doing bad things to bring the whole ship down and you go down with it. Now, it also depends on the support for that company, that shared hosting whether they're going to be on top of those things or not. Hopefully they are and they kick that person off, but you never know. You don't know, right? So that's kind of the thing you get with shared hosting. And to be straightforward here, when I start working with a business client, there's almost no scenario where I'm going to recommend putting them on a shared hosting. If they have to, they have to, right? But the thing I'm going to recommend is a VPS, virtual private server, minimum, right? I don't really get into dedicated servers. My clients, most of my clients aren't like humongous enterprise clients. So mine are more medium size or whatever. I mean, I we have clients that do hundreds of transactions a day and stuff, but it's, it's um, we just never have been in a situation where we needed a dedicated server. So, but virtual private servers, yes. And that is what I generally recommend, and those are scalable as well. There's smaller plans and larger plans. And that the reason why a virtual private server, a dedicated server would be like you control the whole box, right? Everything, the hardware, everything. It's like imagine having a computer on your desk. You can you control that whole thing. VPS is a little different, where uh, there is you're within that box, and it's it's it's, uh, it's partitioned out where you do kind of control your own space and your own resources and stuff, but you may share the box itself with others in the simplest terms possible, right? And like I said, I'm trying not to keep, get too technical here. I want to keep this light. So somebody uh, that doesn't have technical experience or just has a website uh, can learn from this. Sorry if you're hearing dinging in the background. We're having conversations on Slack. I forgot to mute it <laughs> and it's okay but anyway but there's uh you know there's also managed solutions out there i have a individual right now who i'm moving over to it's actually a so i use liquid web i've been using them for 14 plus years and for my own stuff and for clients that's where i put a lot of people so i just i know them inside and out they have incredible customer service everything but they also have uh, another company 
Nexus, who has uh, managed WordPress and WooCommerce, we're actually going to move them over there because it's just it's a better environment, it's scalable, it's cloud, kind of cloud-based, and um, it's going to be really good for this client. Uh, they're doing like a, you know 100 plus transactions a day, and they are actually on a shared hosting. So this is like we just got this client. This is one of the first things we're doing for them is moving them over into a better environment so that there's their website doesn't crash so that is you know that so that's an option too there's actually specialized uh plans out there i was actually very skeptical of of wordpress managed wordpress uh, hosting for a long time but today there's they do offer uh some things that can really uh, help with wordpress and optimize this, the server and site for WordPress. And then you're working with also, like in this case, I'm working with a specialized team that will help with the migration process. And um, so, so there's benefits there as well. You have to make sure you know what you're getting into though too, because you don't want to get a hosting plan and server that requires you to maintain the server, right? <laughs> so you want to have some kind of managed solution if you don't have somebody on staff like a server admin to help you manage all that and keep the server itself up to date. I've had situations with clients where they're suddenly overwhelmed by emails and, and stuff. And that wasn't actually liquid web. It was, it's a different, uh, they, they stayed on the same host for whatever reason. And yeah, it's a situation, but we're working on squelching those emails, but you know, so there's a lot of things there. You got to consider what your, you know, how much input do you need to put in on a on a server on maintaining your server. A lot of times you don't want to worry about that. Uh, you want to have either somebody like myself. Now I I maintain websites for people uh, besides just building websites and designing them. We also maintain. So we have clients that we set up on a VPS, but then we're going to be there to help manage that. Right, not only set it up and configure the server, but also to help them manage it over time if there's any issues or whatever, or work with customer support and all that stuff for the client. So the client can stay out of the technical stuff, right? And focus on their business, focus on their marketing and selling their products, developing new products. That's what I like to kind of pitch to my, my customers, my clients, that we're helping them with their websites or whatever, is that you focus on what you're doing, your business, your team, whatever you're doing over there, we'll worry about the technical stuff. So let's say after listening to this podcast, you look at your web hosting, you look at your plan, you, you consider the uh, bad experiences you've had or whatever, or you just feel like you could be in a better situation. What's that process look like now? How do you move from your current situation, your cur current server, to a new one. I mean, the first thing is you have to determine if you stay with the same web host. Sometimes if you stay, usually when you stay with the same web host, it can be easier to move They because they'll be more apt to be able to um, help you in that migration. It might be just flipping a switch, who knows. But if you have to move to a new web host, let's say you are with HostGator today and you decide you need to move over to Liquid Web, right? Then, that process is a little bit more involved. So it'd be better for you to have somebody help you with this if you don't know anything about servers because there's considerations through this whole process of moving. You can try talking to your web host or the new web host 
like in the instance I, I just talked about them with liquid web there's scenarios where they will help with migration so so those are things you have to you know talk with your web host about otherwise get help from somebody like you know what unified web design uh, to help you move your website what the process basically is is first of all you have to identify the best time to make the move right so you have to determine what your level of transactions or what you're doing if, if it's just a content site and or if it's a newer site that's not getting a lot of traffic yet it may not matter you do it in the middle of the day it won't matter other t other other times you you may other situations you may have to think about you know we do this at night or on the weekend or in the specific time frame where we don't usually get stuff uh, sales or whatever so those discussions have to happen those thoughts have to happen certainly there's going to be one of the weird things with with moving a server so there's going to be this time frame where you're between servers right so <laughs> even if it's a blip you're going to be offline for a second and but usually that in my experience and from the websites and the, and the projects I've done, that's usually not too long. Oftentimes you'll hear a web host tell you or anybody that's talking about like when you change what's called, again, I'm not going to get too technical, your DNS to point at the new server. So your domain to point at that new server that it can take up to 24 to 48 hours to propagate across all data centers. <laughs> Honestly, that's never been a thing. So a lot of times when I, and I've purchased my own, you know, I can purchase a new domain and point it at a, a server and like within 20 minutes be seeing it. So depends on also other factors like, you know, who your registrar is for your domain and stuff, you know, there's probably other factors in there as well. But you have to understand that and be prepared for that. The website itself should be tested on the new environment, on the new server. You can do that before you flip the switch and move over to the new server. So basically you're creating what's you might think of as a staging site and making sure everything works on that new server. Cause the new server, I, I don't know where you're coming from. Uh, could be you're on old PHP or old, old setups of some kind. I don't know your situation, but that has to be assessed as well. But you want to make sure just that everything's going to work on the new server. You also have to make sure that you're working with a team that understands how things move over. Like if you have WooCommerce subscriptions and stuff like that, you make sure that you have good process in place to uh, make sure you don't lose any of that. And those subscriptions continue to be subscriptions when you move it over. So those things have to happen. It, again, it depends on the complexity of your site. But all this stuff can be tested before you even move. We're kind of doing with this is actually another client this week that uh, we're not doing the move this week. I think we'll probably do it next week. But the same these the same conversations happening, and in that situation, we're not even going to talk. We don't need to because we have access to all the files and database and all that. So we're just going to we're going to move it over to the new server, to VPS, get it all set up there, test it there. We got some changes uh, in that we've done that we'll review there, and then when everything's ready to go then we'll flip the switch and be on this new server so we're testing everything first the other thing that is really really important and again for you it may not be a big deal you may just use webmail on your server a lot of people do 
But if you have an integration with, let's say, Google or Microsoft email, that think about that because <laughs> there's going to have to be edits uh, to your DNS and stuff uh, in those cases. And so we've we've had those situations. Uh, we learned that lesson hard uh, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago or something. I remember moving a client and nobody to now. It sort of is on me to ask these questions. And this is kind of one of those things you learn as you have an agency for a while. And what you don't learn from the client is sometimes not good. But in that case, we had a situation where I learned after the move that they were used. I think they were on Google. I had another one that was on Microsoft. But that one, I and the scenario was basically we moved the site and suddenly they weren't getting emails. wonder why. And so that was a weekend project. It was a scenario where we had to do the move like on a Friday or something or Saturday. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was bad. But but you want to know that because otherwise, you know, just moving, changing. If, and we're talking about uh, domain emails here. If you have domain emails that are using a service out there, uh, you got to make sure that's understood and changed in unison. So so that's something that really considers your email. And even if you have webmail, that we're we're gonna have to replicate that on the new server and the cPanel and stuff. So the other thing here is, and this may sound silly, but make sure you own it. About a month ago, it was another weekend that we had to help out a client because on a Saturday, the client's site went down, and this was a new client for us. Again, it was somebody else we're onboarding. We now have on, you know supporting them ongoing, but we didn't realize that they didn't have control over their web hosting account. So the previous people that were helping them with their website owned that account, and those previous people let the web host hosting go because they, they weren't going to pay for it, obviously, because they want they weren't their clients anymore. Well, that sounds like, well, just log in and fix that. Well, you can't if you don't own the account. And if you're with a good host, they're going to make it difficult for you to access your account. So you're going to have to have some kind of passcode or something to get into your account. And that didn't happen. Luckily, they started working with me. And one of the first things I do when I work with a new client is backup everything and so i had complete backups of their website so what i was able to do on a sunday morning was have them sign up for a new shiny new vps and i was able to restore their site on that new account but uh, they were a little worried for a second there and but luckily um luckily they had me i guess right but uh, that's not always be the case and so make sure you own that account. That's why when we do set up, uh, we're doing this uh, today with this new one we're moving, uh, where we have the client actually go and buy the, buy the account, buy the VPS or whatever, uh, the web hosting. And then we go in, we create our users and stuff and work, can we work inside that account? But we wanna make sure that our clients are never in that position even if they're not working with us down the road, right? So, <laughs> of course, 
what should have happened there is they should have been notified that was happening and had the opportunity but I can't speak for other people and sort of what ties in with this is also just knowing where you have stuff and having your logins your access details believe it or not I also this is something I run into a lot as well when I talk to a client and they're like they're having to hunt down where their stuff is I have a client right now where we can't figure it out I've been doing this for a long time but for some reason their login situation their setup is being elusive and so I'm having to do like, I, I have to, it's almost like I'm a, a detective. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm sleuthing my way through this to try to figure out, you know, I figured out who their registrar is now. I think they have CloudFront or some situation, but we, do we have access to CloudFront? I don't, so it's like this whole thing. I thought actually just looking, I actually have FTP access, but I can't figure out. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It, it's it will figure it out but it's like this is stuff you you really really need to know if you have a business if you're a business listening to this make sure there is some notebook somewhere you know secure that you have a secure place where you have these details and if you're working with a web developer or an agency or whatever make sure that Yes, they have access to those things and know those things, but that they're communicating those. There's some kind of shared document somewhere. And so that when somebody else does need to take over or help you down the road, that you're not hunting around for those things. It'll save you time and money. Especially if there's an emergency or something and you yourself have to go in there, uh, you're going to want, you know, you're going to want to know that stuff. I, I think it's common sense, but unfortunately... I don't think it's drilled home enough. The bottom line with all of this, hopefully this was a pretty good discussion with you know for you. It wasn't too technical. <laughs> it sort of got you thinking about it at least. But you know, don't take your servers for granted. And if you're having issues, don't just think about what's going on, you know, with your files and your code base and your database, or if that web developer that's helping you screwed something up. Maybe you're just on a bad situation, right? There's a lot of different setups out there. There's a lot of different web hosts, good and bad, right? And it depends a lot on who's managing it, both at the web host or who's helping you. So there's a lot at play. So you have to make sure you hopefully have somebody on your team or somebody like an agency, you're working with an agency like we are, that can help guide you through that and figure those things out for you. Again, it's one of those things that when we're onboarding a new client, this is stuff we have to figure out. This is stuff that I want to know 100% up front. So I'm going with the client. I'm probably a little bit of a pain at first. I need this. I need this. I need this. Send me that, that, that. And then I'm going to dig through. Not only am I going to audit kind of their code base and figure out what's going on there. That can be a process in and of itself. But I also need to understand what there are underlying architecture is and what's going on there and if we need to keep them where they are or where problems may lie uh, for, or if we're going to move them you know a lot of times we do move them and you know I do that quite often where they're having performance issues and you know the answer is their server so find somebody that can help you 
you know, work with your web host or whatever and make sure that you're on a good plan for your business, for the volume you're doing. Again, not as big a deal if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of traffic. Maybe you have no traffic. Maybe you have no sales coming from your site. Maybe you're not doing lead gen yet. But if you start as your traffic ramps up or your transactions ramp up, this becomes a really, really important thing that you have to think about. Do your research and or find a really good expert to help guide you. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to mattlevenhagen.com. You can add a comment under these show notes. I'm still actually waiting for my first comment. Maybe one of you can just go in there and say hi. <laughs> Feeling a little lonely on my blog and on my podcasts. <laughs> you may know I also run a web design agency. We build custom WordPress themes, features, manage or maintain websites, and also run a WordPress theme marketplace called Hexeter. If you are interested in a theme pre-built or custom, or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me either at mattlevenhagen.com or unifiedwebdesign.com. Each have a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket. That ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We will see you next time.